I've, I've been training 24 years now. I'm 38 years old. And uh, I've been a competitive bodybuilder for 21. And I feel like every season since season one, I've progressed forward a little bit. Right on. And I finally progressed forward enough to be competitive with some of the best professional bodybuilders in the world. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and it is an honor and a pleasure today to have with us IFBB Pro, Dorian Haywood, and longtime uh, friend of the program, Dave Kalick, his coach. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, man, dude, absolutely. I've had so much fun the last two years watching the progress that you've made, and we, we really haven't talked about it on one of the programs. I mean, we've talked about you. We just haven't had you on to actually talk to you, and it's been really cool. This season especially, man, I see just so many listeners and viewers of our programs that are like getting, they're all getting behind you now because you've made such awesome progress just like in the past couple of years alone. So I thought today we could talk about the progress that you've made in this past couple of years, basically talk about how you've created the mass that you've created at this point. I've got some pictures here, and I thought that that'd be a good place to start. Let me see here. Dave sent me over some oldies but goodies. Now, this is back in the amateur days because I want to give people a perspective of where Dorian's come from. Now, you were no slouch here by any means, but that picture on the left, what what are we looking at there, guys? We're looking at 2015 North Americans, and then on the right is 16 Nationals where he got his pro card. Okay. And do you guys remember? Also, there's a significant difference. Yeah. This is uh, the difference between the year that I was coaching myself and the year I met Dave. Oh, okay. So that's why this is also another important photo. Interesting. So you did your own picture on the left. You did your own prep at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, yeah, dude, you were a lot bigger then. Do you guys remember what the weight difference would have been uh, between those two years? I think... Or if I might say I'm pretty accurate, I think you came off. I remember meeting you, you know, this is like in the bar area there of the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, you know, the hotel there. And I believe you you say you're roughly between 213, 214. This is in the heavyweights. I feel um, a little heavier than that. You're, you're close. Were you? uh, yeah, I was a heavyweight. So I I, I, it was hard for me to make weight, but I was under significantly when I weighed in. I'd say uh, that photo, 220, 222, 223. Okay. Then I met Dave, and we immediately moved up to super heavyweights. And I think uh, in that picture when I went pro, I was about 239 on stage. Okay, geez. So 223 to 239 in one season. Yeah, that's incredible, man. And, and how long had you been competing before that? Because you've been competing for a while, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, I got my first show, 2000, at the Tricky Jackson Bluegrass Muscle Classic. Okay. I weighed 136 pounds. Got last place in my class, and it was crazy, you know, because I went into the show. I didn't know. I've never even seen a bodybuilding show live. I had nobody going with me. I didn't have a tan. I didn't have all the resources that people have access to these days. Okay. But that was my start in 2000 at 136 pounds. No kidding, man. And then that now we kind of built it up. This is one of my favorite shots from the last couple of weeks here. 
Now that picture is freaking incredible right there. Thanks. The, yeah. I, I Andy just pro 2021. Yeah. I can't believe how much progress you've made. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, from, well, God, man, I didn't realize you were, you were started at that small. So before you trained, what, what, just out of curiosity, like what did you walk around at, uh, before you were into bodybuilding? Uh, I was a real small guy and it was my size that actually got me into bodybuilding. Okay. The story goes, I was an underweight wrestler for the 103 pound weight class wow. when I was a freshman in high school. I was about 88, 89 pounds, wrestling 103. Yeah. And I really didn't catch on to bodybuilding then. It was my sophomore year, as I was starting to break 100 pounds, I wanted to get closer to that weight class. Um, I started reading bodybuilding magazines, learning how to train, learning how to be a better athlete through training, uh, and nutritional strategies on how to grow. And all that worked great. You know, within a year of applying that stuff, I was going to state championships. And um, I wrestled 103 for three years. Couldn't make the weight classes anymore. I made <laughs> 125 my senior year. And uh, that's the last time I ever weighed that much. No kidding. Huh? Mm -hmm. No kidding. Then you got into bodybuilding and, and now you're here. Do you guys remember uh, about what you weighed for the, the indie and uh, for the following show? I know exactly what I weighed. Okay. Well, I know what I got down to as my lows. Okay. I don't know what I weighed on stage. <laughs> okay. Uh, but my low weight getting down for the indie prep was 248. I think I was on stage probably about 250, 251. That makes sense. My low weight exactly. coming down yeah. for the New York Pro was 244. Okay. And I think you know, I was something more like 248, 249 on stage. Okay. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Wow. And I know this, like I said, the the past couple of years, I'll have to find another picture to drop it in here from, you know, we'll say like four years ago. But, man, you've made just so much progress. Like, like, like here's the way I've, I've been putting it is, you know, you see a guy turn pro. And then generally, that's kind of who he is. That's the amount of muscle he has. And, and maybe he's going to have a couple growth spurts here and there. But to have been doing this since 2000 was your first show. And to now have some crazy growth spurts in 2020 and 2021. Man, what do you guys attribute that to? I, I want to ask Dave, you as know, a coach. Dave, what do you think? I, I, I got to say, I got to say, I've been doing this for a long time and around this for a long time. Um, I always like to point out how old I am and how to remind everybody, but I did my <laughs> first show in 1986 as a teenager. Yeah, I'm fucking old, you know? And I got to say that over years, I mean, I've seen all the progressions of, you know, I've seen Lee Haney was Mr. Olympia at that point, you know? So I've seen all the progressions in the sport. When you see this kind of progress, um, I'm going to throw out some old school cliche kind of stuff, but this is nothing but, I mean, first of all, there's a genetic predisposition, obviously, that Doreen has, you know, like that's a given. But I've seen people with genetics just this comes down to elbow grease and, and work mm. ethic. Um, there's just nothing short of it. I don't have a very sexy answer on this. But all I can say is this is that uh, just the type of training, um, his the mindset um, to train with that kind of intensity um, to make progressions and, you know, PRs and and you know, maneuvering through injury, you know, just learning how to mechanically train correctly to keep progressing. Hmm. Um, and actually being a student of your own body, how like, you know, he knows anatomically how to apply stress loads to his, you know, so he's, it's very unique. You know, he's got an approach that is uh, based on just, you know, extremely hard work. Um, over the years, he's, he's, he's progressed, you know, it might not be in the actual weight 
or rep range in exercise, but I've seen him progressing, let's say, how he handled, like his back, for example, keeps progressing last couple of years. Um, so much of it's, uh, here's an old school expression that I'm going to throw out, you know, the mind-muscle connection, you know, just mechanically getting more and more in the movements, Mecha- mechanically, you know, uninvolving the arms and the brachialis when doing mm-hmm. rows and getting the scapula flexion. You know, it's amazing how this form has progressed since we've been working – you know, it's just, it's just, he's just evolving as a bodybuilder. He's a student of training. You know, yeah. when you take that and you apply work ethic and you apply genetics and you apply sound nutrition in the background, that's when you see guys like progress. And I'm going to throw out some body, you know, some of these guys like, you know, happened later in life. Um, look at uh, Ronnie Coleman, for example. But again, this is just guys like this progress from work ethic. Yes, the genetics are there, but I got to say, I've seen people, you know, and you're right, Scott, people usually they turn pro and then what happens is that's generally like what they have, their yeah. weaponry, right? Yeah. And then you'll see, you know, waxing and waning of conditioning from show to show, you know, fluctuations, tighter here, better for the show, this and that, you know, you know, but when you see actual structural like improvements where it's like, holy fuck, I mean, if you go back to, you know, the first year being pro and then like there's a progression where it's like, you know, and again, this is not fancy, crazy drugs. This is just sound example of hard work, moving weight mechanically, you know, mechanically from A to B with good form and progressing on all that and having the nutrition. I mean, I think what we do with foods, you know, is very comprehensive and there's a direct correlation between what you eat and what's going to happen with how your muscles grow and everything in response to that kind of training. Hmm. And then you have this crazy genetics. And there you have it. That's my assessment of what happened. No kidding. What What do you have to say about that, Dorian? How, what What do you, What are your thoughts on the progress you've made in the past couple of years? Uh, you know, Dave's just right on the money with so many aspects. Uh, I think this season, uh, I found this level of sustainability, which goes back to probably the number one piece of advice I've given people throughout the years: is consistency is key. When it comes to both our training strategies and our nutritional strategies, it's to be able to be in a place where I can sustain the consistency over a long period of time is what's contributed to my long-term success. Hmm. Uh, that's where the training stuff. Let me, let me back up a little bit before I get into the specifics. Yeah, I think my evolution as a bodybuilder, I think I was kind of a late bloomer as a human in general. Hmm. So I've seen some of these guys come in off the scene at a pretty young age, like Jay Cutler. And they've already got this huge frame developed, and they put the muscularity on top of it. They're pro at a really young mm-hmm. age. I just don't think I have the capacity to do that. But that's, that's me, and that's fine. Um, you know, I had a couple of things I, not, I had to knock out of the way before I really dove into bodybuilding on the level that I am now and wanted to. One was getting my doctorate in chiropractic and getting that out of the way. Then uh, just taking care of everything going on with my family life. Then once everything was, you know, taken care of and I could focus on bodybuilding 100%, you know, that's when I could really be consistent and do everything on the level that I need to to make these gains. That's huge, but, too. you know, bringing it down, like I said, consistency is key. I think the things that we're trying to do with training, I think there's a level of intensity that has to be had to re- give this uh, level of neuromuscular recruitment hmm. and neuromuscular excita- excitation so you can really stimulate all muscle fibers. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, if you're not stimulating all your muscle fibers, you're not going to have that tone. Then you're not going to have the potential to put damage on all your muscle fibers, hmm. make it grow, you know, from the nutritional aspect of things. 
Um, I'm a workhorse too. And I think within the past couple of years, you know, my ability to go for this with such energy and putting so much focus and drive into training might be a little bit overzealous. Hmm. And there's times where I found myself overtraining as a result of it. I think I just found myself in a nice balance and I'm not overtraining. Hmm. And due to that, I'm excelling as, as well as I ever have in bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. I, I think too, you know, while you bring it up that it's, it's a really cool thing, you know, I think for, for some of the younger viewers to see, you're not just like some, some bro that just went in the weights or went in the weight room and had a dream that you've put a career together uh, and that you, you know, you're working, you're working a great career that like, if you didn't have bodybuilding, if you decided to quit, it wouldn't change your life. You know, it wouldn't change like your finances and stuff like that. Like you, you basically, you make your living outside of the sport. Uh, you have your, um, your clinic set right up at uh armbrust, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah, cool. I've had my armbrust, uh, my chiropractic clinic, Cairo Mega up in there for about eight years now. That's pretty cool, man. Do you work mm-hmm. on a lot of a lot of athletes, a lot of bodybuilder type people? Or uh, to be honest with you, I've kind of taken a back burner with chiropractic work. Okay, uh, I'm trying to focus more on uh, you know doing the professional bodybuilding thing. Okay, trying to focus more on uh, dealing more with personal training type of clients. Oh, and, really? Uh, focus on more health coaching that type of stuff. Okay, um, you know the chiropractic stuff. It's very good, and I believe in it, but I think uh, I get a lot of people who come to me for the wrong reasons. Okay. okay. And um, it's kind of frustrating. Hmm. I want to focus on health and optimizing wellness, and yeah, uh, I want my patients to focus on that too. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just haven't been doing as much of that, but no big deal. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, so tell I, us I will about say this. this. I will yeah. say this. You know, bodybuilding was there first. Okay. I was into bodybuilding – before I pursued my degree in exercise science and body, bodybuilding most definitely led me to that degree in exercise science. Bodybuilding's led me to my degree in chiropractic. Bodybuilding's led me to being now a IFBB pro. And yeah, I could without bodybuilding survive just fine. Yeah. But it's bodybuilding that has led me to where I am and what I am. That's pretty cool. That's really cool mm-hmm. actually. So I, I want to talk to training, man. I, I want to hear some of your ideas, you know, what, you know, like lay it on us, man. Uh, like, what do you, what are your workouts? Like, what do you, what do you believe in? I mean, we have so many ideas now of like guys are doing reps in reserve guys are doing, you know, five day splits, the, the, as they call it, the bro split versus push, pull legs mm-hmm. and stuff. What, what do you like? What's working for you? Well, I can tell you my split. Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, Mondays I take off. Tuesdays, I do chest and seven sets of lateral raises. Wednesdays, back and core. Thursday, I do more of a posterior chain dominant leg day. Friday, shoulders and arms. Saturday's rest day. Sunday's like church. That's leg day, quad day specifically. <laughs> and uh, then we're back around to Monday, which is rest day. Um, you know, I think my chiropractic and exercise science career is really le- – led me to a place where I can identify injury prevention. Hmm. So I'm very smart about the way I move and the way I train. I don't go stupid heavy. So what I mean by that is I try to keep my rep range in a reasonable place. I hardly ever do less than 10 reps with anything. Okay. Uh, I, f- I feel if you can't move it for 10, you shouldn't be moving it. Your risk of injury is too high. And um, if you move 10s, 
with time under tension, slow, controlled, yep. um, with a significant load, it's going to do everything you need to do in terms of creating the potential for muscle damage and creating that sense of neural excitation. So when you started, you know, and, and you were you were fairly small, uh, I assume you didn't have a lot of natural strength, or, or, or were you? Were you strong for your size? <laughs> I, I, you know, looking at me, I'm a, I'm a huge guy. I'm a giant individual. I'm a professional bodybuilder. And I'm strong, yes. But in comparison to, like, strong men and powerlifters, I don't think I'm that strong. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I remember when I was a kid, I could flex my bicep. <laughs> My bicep would just peek right up off of my arm, and, and it looked impressive. Um, and I'm not saying I was weak, but I, then again, I was, it's not like Larry Wheels strong by any means. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've always just uh, had these shapes that have led me to be a, a bodybuilder. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Round muscle bellies. What have you learned in this past couple of years? Because I, you, you've had to have done something different to to make the phenomenal progress that you've made it, you know it's, it's kind of funny uh I, i've learned a few things i can't think of anything significant i think the most important thing is, is just covering your bases dot your t's or cross your t's and dot in your eyes yeah you know when i look at bodybuilding there's four main things that you need to cover you need to cover rest you need to cover nutrition training and supplementation those are your four bases hmm. And if you're covering those and you're nailing them all at 100%, there's nothing that you can do to progress any faster. Hmm. So as long as you're hitting everything consistently at 100%, yeah. you should constantly be improving. Yeah. yeah. That's what so, I was saying. There's a genetic predisposition that's there. Hmm. And then all these other things are checked off. It's bodybuilding. I hate to sound so one-on-one, but you should see progression. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's... I mean, and I, you I should mean, be progressing, like you know. Plus, Dorian has the ability to also grow. It seems like he has the capacity to grow, or I should say, you know, change body parts during prep. What do you like mean? Like his legs evolved. Well, like for example, like he seems to get very, just neuromuscular, just very in tune, and just like for example, his legs progress during this prep. Hmm. You know, um, certain you know, like things, his back, you know, just things. More whistles and bells. More there's more development of tissue that seems to happen during prep. I guess we're sensitive when we see solid calories. What we do, the way we design nutrition. But I think there's that that mental that aspect where you should be able to. And I know he feels the same way. You know, it's you should always be progressing. Hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, show time. I'm just gonna you know high rep. You know, just, no, you should be trying to change body parts even during the prep. Hmm. There's there's a look to the muscle that where it looks vibrant, where you're actively neurological all these things that he's just mentioning when you're applicating that with consistency during a prep you should see you should be progressing during the prep and there's a cool look you know one reason why i think one reason why i know a big reason why he's doing you know it's like the his muscle like it looks vibrant on stage we're trying to progress going into it you know and there's a certain look to tissue that's raw and new and growing yeah. more of a posture uh, on stage I'll say that you asked me what I've learned over the past couple of years. Yeah. And I, this is something I've learned, you know, the past couple of years, and I've also applied it in a different way in this prep. And it's back to overtraining. I think for years, hmm. like I'd get ready for a show, and I remember watching, uh, you know, that, that 
Arnold pumping iron and how they trained getting ready for their shows and how intense they were. And I loved it. Um, but I think I took it overboard and I mm. think that was put me in a place where I was overtraining, especially when I'm in sh- like a show prep, when I don't have the calories to back up that type of repair. But this prep specifically, we've been very smart about periodizing our cardio. Mm. We haven't been doing too yeah. much cardio. We've been doing cardio and segments where I'm in a significant, significant caloric deficit. Hmm. It's the only time I hit it and I hit it hard and I exploit it. And then we back off the cardio and make sure yeah. that we're rested and ready for the next week. Hmm. That's interesting. That, is that something new? Yeah. I, th- I, yeah, I think um, it, it, there's, there's a couple of things that led to this. I remember after Chad Nichols show that muscle mayhem show in 2018, I got right back into off-season training, and everything was moving in the right direction, training six days a week. And uh, all of a sudden, everything just halted. I started feeling like shit. My strength started going down. My weight started going down. Hmm. And uh, I I just realized that I was overtraining. So we immediately backed it off to four days a week. And immediately, I responded to it. And that was one of the biggest off-seasons I've ever had in terms of growth. That's when chunks uh, of muscle, that's when there's a lot of growing. That's when there's a mm -hmm. lot of growing. Hmm. And I think there's been preps in the past where as I go into the deficit, I just want to do everything I can to get as ripped as possible. And I'm working too hard. Next thing you know, I've got adrenal fatigue and starting Mm -hmm. to tap into some of my leg muscularity as an energy source. And uh, I think we're just backing off the cardio to the point where we're able to reserve that muscle tissue in my leg and find that fine balance between preserving muscle tissue and losing body fat. Yeah. Yeah, I could say, you know, and just thinking about it, I feel like one of the things that was really cool about your physique this year has been that you have had like a real fresh look, you know, you're yep. you're big and round and of course ripped, but it's just your look on stage. I pulled one of the, is this, is this where you're at? Is this right now? I think Dave sent this over to me. What's this from Dave? A couple of days ago. Okay, so this is where you're at now. Man, dude, you were just so freaking round. It's incredible. Yeah, I think that was like um, three days after the New York Pro. Okay. Yeah, and I was eating a little bit more. I was kind of <laughs> off the restricted diet. and I just, I, I've blown up since that show. No like kidding. Right afterwards, like, I mean, you can see the volume in those pictures. Yeah. Through the chest and arms. I think I competed at 248. Okay. I was at 272 and change last night. Yeah. Wow. I know not all that's going to be muscle tissue. Sure, uh, but but wow. Some of it will be. Yeah, that's an incredible amount. We're going to say something. There's a two-week period here we're taking advantage of, obviously. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Well, Well, we're we're in seven weeks between shows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a couple weeks, kind of let the body just kind of refresh. Uh, we're not going to eat so much that we're going to put on excess of body fat, but we're going to just kind of take the foot off the gas pedal for trying to get lean. Then when we were four weeks out, we're going to pedal to the metal once again. Okay, nice. And uh, bring an improved version of what you saw the New York Pro. Hmm. Uh, Dave, just to explain to you know anybody listening, what what would be the reasoning for that? That you so you guys did the Indie Pro, then the New York Pro, then there's going to be a lag of time. Why would you want to pull back for a couple of weeks? Because first of all, for the obvious of just, you know, resetting, uh, letting the body, there's, there's adrenal stuff, there's everything. 
we were able to be sensitive for a very good rebound right now for two weeks because, you know, we've been dieting, dieting. Yeah. And, you know, look, he touches high calories and he volumizes that quick. That's great sensitivity. We want to take advantage of that sensitivity before we dig into the hole again. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, we we want to be more more shredded. We want to be more pulled in, but we also want to be we want some more tissue up there, too. We're trying to take advantage of this right now while we can. You know, and then we find we create sensitivity from what's been going on for all this prep leading up to this. There's a two week rebound right here where we're getting good volume is progress right here. And that yeah. segues into a good situation where then we have four weeks to really dig out, you know, and that's, that's, that's what the con this concept is. He'll be very sensitive to when we go into that deficit again, you know, in about a week or so, it'll just the progress. And then we start strategically placing cardio the way he was just talking about. And lo and behold, we'll have, we'll, he'll be more pulled in. He'll be, he'll be leaner and uh, he'll be bigger too. He'll, he'll look bigger. Huh. Yeah, I know some people, it seems like they, the, the pros that I look at, they don't do better as the season goes on. But it sounds to me, because there's other guys that do, it sounds to me like you guys are saying that, that Dorian, you're a guy who improves through a season with, with multiple shows. Oh, he's going to improve. Let's put it this way. Yeah, this is going to be a, an improvement visually. That's cool. At the show coming up, yeah, like it'll you like you'll see an improvement. That's cool. You'll see an improvement, and a big part of it is like again this two week period that we're that he just touched on and we're touching on is this is a reset. Certain things have been backed off, and then those things will be applicated again. You know, after when we're done with this, uh, you know, big surplus we're in calorically, and again, it's not eating everything in sight. Yeah, it's just a structured up surplus. You know, not unlike what we would do on a on a high calorie day. During the prep, you know, we see saw there's, you know, we have like four days we go up and down. Yeah. So this is just basically maintaining, you know, high calories, you know, surplus we would normally do on those days that we did that for two weeks. And then we reset and get back, in, as we call it, the hole. Hmm. Okay. And like we go into that deficit and, the, you know, cardio is applied, is applicated when, you know, when, when needed, you know, during the major deficits that he see, he's saying and it's productive. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys even made you guys made some pretty big changes in one week, even you know yeah. from from yeah, the indie to New York. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Was Just a comfortable. Yeah. What was that like? What did you guys have to do food wise with that? <sighs> big longer deficit. There's more. I mean, basically, you know, there's more of a deficit. We we're more aggressive. Um, we well, got. Well, let's start. Let's start on uh, show day Saturday. In yeah. indie, okay. Uh, first of all, I think I came in at maybe eighty-five percent indie. I think I was off. I think I was too dehydrated. Mm. Yep. I think my electrolyte balance was off, and I think yep. I was also underfed. Yep. So we knew what we needed to do going into next week to be better, and it was great getting the judges' feedback directly after the indie. I mean, they came beelining straight at me. Great job today. Come in next week, drier come in next week with better gut control hmm. and you'll move up. And I took that to heart. And that's exactly what I, uh, that ran through my head for a week straight until yeah. I was off stage at the New York pro. But since we weren't eating much on Saturday, we're already in the deficit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sunday, uh, right back to leg training, maintain <laughs> a deficit the whole time. Then, uh, as we got a little deeper into the week, uh, I think it was like 
Monday and Tuesday, it's the beginning of the week, but the end of the the stretch of low calories. We had two days in a row where there's like 20 grams of carbs, you know, several days in that stretch under 100 <laughs> grams of carbs. And, um, you know, that's when we're knocking out those cardio sessions and we're getting the training in and just all, all those factors put me in a physiological state to get a little leaner. Nice. And uh, make those changes that the judges were looking for for uh, the New York Pro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, but we attacked aggressively. Yeah. And then well, we we did things a lot better the day before in terms of, you know, hydration and everything. And uh, it just came to fruition. Um, and it was pretty evident right away during prejudging. You could just see the difference, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was the pulse of just the feedback we got from everybody. So, we're, like, it's kind of cool knowing what, you know, again, we're in this two-week segment now. And then we're kind of excited, you know, to do the math. We make progress like that. In one week, imagine, you know, four weeks of that kind of a thing leading up to it, which is why it's kind of cool because it's kind of cool. Oh, my phone, my camera, just kind of knowing that it's going to like we're going to have an even better look. It's just kind of cool knowing that, like, again, what we do have control is what we can put up there, you know. So it's kind of cool knowing that we are going to have something that will be noticed. better. Yeah, it's kind of cool knowing that. Yeah, I feel like at this point, you know, the fat's already off, right? So it's not like you have to grind and grind and grind right into the show. You guys can, at this point, it's like you were already ready, you know, body fat-wise at the indie. So that's just like, it's almost like, it. the way I've seen it is it's more like almost like you, you, there's ups and downs, but it's more like a cruise. Like the stress, the pressure from the diet, it's kind of a little bit off now. Like you don't have to wonder, am I going to yeah. get lean enough? You know, I, I feel like I've done everything in the prep to be in shape for this show. Yeah. Um, but we're not just looking to reproduce what we did at the New York pro. Exactly. Uh, we're looking to exactly. improve and impress the judges and show the world that I'm a exactly. world-class competitor Yeah. and can hang with any Olympian on that stage. And I think what the difference is going to be is making sure that my glutes are peeled all the way across. So mm. You can see lines yep. not just in the side, but from every angle and from the back. Okay. I think you know, once it's funny we get my Scott glutes actually, and my back peeled, we're there. Yeah. You know, Scott, it's funny. Is, you know, I showed you pictures of when the glutes are all the way across, you know. Yeah. And we had to focus on that to keep him alive. And, the part, you know, that was like his biggest attribute. And now with how balanced he is, you know, we reproduce that aspect of it on top of all this exercise. And I think that's going to be pretty scary looking at that right, show. Right on. So the, the, what's what's the next show then? Puerto Rico. It's, uh, it's the Puerto Rico Pro, which is in the Bahamas on the 25th. Man, I'd already started looking at Google Flights. Just fly not, over, man. Come on. It's, it's Bahamas, you know. It's a good excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Anything else we should touch on, guys? Anything that uh, that we should tell everybody while I've got you here? Yeah, I made some notes. I just want to be comprehensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you wanted to kind of talk about the points of what people can do to grow the maximum amount of muscle. Yeah. We've talked about training. We've talked about training strategy. I just want to touch on a couple of these notes that I wrote down that yeah, I think have do. helped me produce, uh, you know, uh, a continually improving physique. Uh, one is when you're in the off season and you're trying to grow, you have to have a calorie balance that's in the positive. Hmm. You don't have a positive calorie balance, you don't grow, period. doesn't matter how much you lift, doesn't matter how much drugs you do. If you're not eating the food, you don't grow. 
Absolutely. And I, it was kind of funny. I had a client. He, he, he's always asking me about drugs. What kind of drugs can I get, take to get huge? What can I do to get huge? I'm like, look, you don't have to come to the gym. You don't have to take any drugs. All you got to do is eat a bunch of fucking food and you will get huge. <laughs> that's how it works. So I think that's number one. Just making sure that you're always in a calorie balance. Uh, Dave's always been an advocate of mixing those proteins so we can uh, kind of cross our amino acid spectrums and get uh, more complete amino acid spectrums. That's something that we've really been doing since day one. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I think has been helping us in the past couple seasons is uh, we've got the theme of the Chinese color wheel. And if you look at the place of food that we eat, it covers all the colors of the rainbow. No kidding. Um, yeah, I think a lot of vitamins and minerals reflect some of these frequencies of color. Huh. And uh, I think what is – I've gone through so many preps, and I just feel so ran down. And I feel like sometimes at the end of a prep, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to do another show because I feel like I just need to recover, yeah. which has not been the case this year because I feel like I've got a this sense of sustainability, um, not only just off of the, my environment, my home life, and my training, but – you know, with everything that's going on with my nutrition as well. And that's something that we've implemented. And I think without a doubt has created a difference in my overall well-being going through the process. you got to see the, the variety of foods that are used. This is not a chicken and rice diet. No kidding. We no. use multiple different no. types of fats. We use multiple different types of, of protein combinations, multiple types of fats, um, lots of green, like lots of green, you know, colorful vegetables. Because you know what? Um these foods, these vegetables make a huge difference. Hmm. Like, I don't care. It, it is. And I, I, I'm for sure one reason why he progresses is because of these the vegetables we have hmm. involved. The variety. Of nutri- mm-hmm. No doubt. Without we a use, doubt. I don't know how many. We have like, I don't know. How, we, we, there's so many foods. We have so many. We have a variety of carbs. We have a variety of fats. We combine multiple protein sources. There's no doubt that this is what's uh, making everything click in the background of how he's training and all that I like the no sound doubt. of that. I feel like, uh, you know, so often people up like with my, the diets I give people, I'll, I'll give them options. But if we're if we're not doing a contest prep, sometimes it'll just be like you can use ground turkey or chicken for this meal. You know, you could use beef or salmon for this meal and you can use rice or sweet potato. And then later I find out they're using rice, 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 mm-hmm. chicken, chicken, chicken. Doing what's easy. Yeah, doing what's easy. And I feel like that it, it, it is a lot of work to put what you're doing together. Like that's got to be worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. I think it's a good no message. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, but just like anything else, it's the lifestyle that we're living. Hmm. And once that you go through the process a couple of times, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great message. I like that. Yeah. It really just shows like foods ready for, I mean, if the fucking nutrition supersedes everything, even the training, everything. Well, I, so. I mean, if it, it's it's true because of the nutrition, you know, you, like you could do studies. You could say someone who's training three days. I mean, you could. I'm sure you could do controlled studies where you would show how you take a chicken and rice diet compared to someone who's training more frequently compared to someone who has more of a comprehensive diet with multiple fat, you know, and they train half the amount. Of, you know, I'm sure something could be created where you would see. Yeah, I, I think you're right. One, they did one study. I mean, just real quick before we got to go. I mean, they did a study for they did like a muscle biopsy study where they took a control group or someone, they had three whole legs a day where the other person, the other group didn't. And they did like muscle biopsies after like, you know, 12 weeks. And there was like a 17% more muscle growth with the, with the A group, you know, hmm. it's just, 
There's no doubt. Nutrition, it's it's a it probably does supersede the training. Hmm. I see where you're coming from with it. All right. Well, listen, guys, this is really cool. And and I'm I'm super pumped that we could catch you mid season, you know, while you're Mm -hmm. still in the middle of of what has been your best season yet, man. This is uh We're just getting going. We're just getting going. I'm excited. This is exciting. I'm excited too, just as a fan of the sport and watching you, man. I, you know, I, I haven't gotten to go to the shows, but I watched on the, the pay-per-view and I've been pumped, man, to to see how you've done. And like I said, I feel like a lot of our listeners and viewers that they've been following along, too, and that there's there's this momentum that you've had built. I think that people can relate to you because mm-hmm. you weren't the the Jay Cutler who came into it and was already this this big guy. You know, you were a guy who, like you said, man, you were 130 pounds, you know, at your first show. And, uh, you know, you've continued and the message I'm getting here is that it's been a lot of hard work for a really long time. You know, that's really what the answer has been. That's pretty cool. Pretty spot on. (laughs) I've I've been training 24 years now. I'm 38 years old and, uh, I've been a competitive bodybuilder for 21 and I feel like every season since season one. I've progressed forward a little bit right? On. and I finally progressed forward enough to be competitive with some of the best professional bodybuilders in the world. And, uh, this is a long time goal of mine and it's exciting to see it finally come to fruition and I'm all right until the wheels roll off. <laughs> I love that, man. Imagine next year. Hmm, yeah. But before Imagine we get there, year. I'm, I'm hoping for some points at this next show and, oh, yeah. uh, or even better than points. Who knows? But, uh, you know, we got. I think at that point, I'm doing the math in my head. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. We'll get to the uh, yeah. get to the Olympia then. That would be mm-hmm. that would be freaking unreal. So you know, yeah. with with all due respect to the competitors coming to that show, I'm coming in guns a blazing. I'm gonna do everything I can to win that show. Best of luck to anybody who comes in and tries to compete with me. I hope they come in at their very best because that's how I want to beat them. Hell yeah! All right. Well, then let's get out of here, guys, and we'll all be following along. Uh, Dorian and Dave, I really appreciate your time. Guys, thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for watching with us here. Yep. And, uh, you know, for another episode here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media, I'm Scott McNally with IFBB Pro, Dorian Haywood, and his coach, Dave Callig. Gentlemen, I appreciate you. See ya.